Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of food food. breakfast Breakfast edition. edition. First, if you're feeling super patriotic, you can treat your coworkers to the all-new Krispy Kreme Stars and Stripes Dozen, featuring the Red Velvet Sparkler Donut, Freedom Ooh. Flag Donut, and the All-American Apple Pie Donut. That My sounds good. daughter Amber loves Red Velvet Cake, Ooh. so I would think the donuts yeah. would be right up her alley. Second, Dunkin' just unveiled two new breakfast wraps, the chorizo and egg wrap and the chicken and roasted red pepper wrap. And finally, in the world of food, breakfast edition, a group of cardiologists revealed what they eat for a heart-healthy start to their day. You want to guess their favorite? Oatmeal. Yep, you're right. Is their favorite. the correct answer. Because it helps lower cholesterol and it helps with weight control. Those, that's according to research. Hmm. Followed by a plant-based protein shake or smoothie. And finally, avocado toast on whole grain bread. Now, what they avoid, bacon, donuts, and croissants. Man. <laughs> yeah. God, why couldn't you have made bacon, donuts, and croissants healthy? Wouldn't that be nice? Why? <laughs> Maybe in heaven. Are you hoping to live a long, happy life? Coming up, we'll get the secret from a woman who is about to turn 100. Are you hoping to live a long, happy life? How about the secret from a woman is about to turn 100 years old? Her name is Mildred Kirschenbaum, and she has a ton of wisdom. Change your attitude. I try my best not to sweat the small stuff and to have a positive attitude. What's wild, uh, this Hmm. has been a process for Mildred. It's not like she's been uh, all rainbows and unicorns her whole life. She was very harsh with her daughter, Gail, and they ended up making a movie where they worked on their relationship and forgave each other. And she's so grateful her daughter forgave her. And now she's working on forgiving herself and she's bringing a lot of joy to the world. I love her advice about not complaining about food. If the food isn't quite right, have an extra dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, Mildred. Preach it. You don't have to love dogs to listen to the Kevin and Taylor show, but it sure helps (laughs) because we do. And anytime you introduce something new to your dogs, be it like new food, a new toy, maybe another dog, there's an adjustment period, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we introduce something new with with our pack and watching them try to adjust to this new thing has been a lot of fun. Tell you what it is next. So, you know, I was just thinking about this, Taylor. Dogs aren't that different from people. People don't like change, Right. People, That's we, true. Re- we resist change. If your IT department announced tomorrow, hey, we're putting a new operating system, we'll send out an email with a manual, let us know if you have any questions, you would panic, right? I know I would. I hate change. Um, dogs are no different. Um, we put a ramp off of our back deck because we're trying to anticipate. We had done this before at our old house when one of our dogs started getting older and his hips started going, he couldn't get up and down the steps. Right. So we built a ramp so he could get up and down. We didn't have to like carry him out to the backyard to go potty because we're believers that if, if the hips are going, but the dog is still there, like their mind oh, is yeah. fine. Everybody still are excited about life. Then we're going to do everything we can to try to keep That's them around. Awesome. So we built this ramp um, and we're trying to get all the dogs like friendly with it and using it so far of our five dogs. Marco is the only one to go down and he went down and up under duress. Oh no. He's scared. Well, none of them. Yeah. None of them want to do it. They're all looking like, what is this thing? So uh, I went halfway down the ramp and I had a dog treat and they all stood there looking at it. And Marco was the only one 
brave enough. <laughs> and it was funny. He was like, one Paul on, okay, Paul off, Paul on, Paul off. Like he started going like three or four times. And then Aww. he finally he finally went down like two or three steps and stopped. So I was like, all right, I'm going to leave the treat here. And I went all the way down the ramp. So I did. And he stood there for a minute and he started going and he got the treat. And then he started going. He got going too fast. He couldn't stop. <laughs> and he ran all the way down the rest of it. So then I re- repeated the process going up and he got up fine. Uh-huh. But so far of the five, he's the only one that's gone down the oh, ramp. This is going to be quite the process. Are you going to have to bl- block off the stairs so that if they really got to go, this mm. is their only choice? I hadn't thought of that. That's a good idea, though. Oh, that's a really good idea. I don't know. So, and and again, we're trying to get in front of a problem that isn't here yet. Yeah, we're just smart. anticipating our our oldest dog Charlie. We're starting to see some signs that you know he's he's not the young man he used to be. And yeah. We want to try to do everything we can to make life still enjoyable for him. So, you know, it'll be funny. Watch, he'll be the only one that won't use it. We built <laughs> it, was it built for, for him, him yeah. and he'll be the only one. I'm not, he'll be like typical old man. I'm not giving up my driver's license. <laughs> I'm not using that ramp. <laughs> I think it's so sweet that you guys built that ramp for, you know, not only your current dog, but for future elderly dogs yeah. in your pack. Yeah, we got five and um, they're not getting yeah. any younger, right? Well, um, you said we all get quirky when we get older, just so do dogs. Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing ever for us, all our dogs as they got older got quirks, but the weirdest one was my very first dog I ever had, Fergie the Fox Terrier. When she got old, if you got out a camera Mm -hmm. or an iPhone with a camera on it and you took her picture, she was mortified. She went out the pet door and would go sit in the middle of the yard like, I can't, I can't be around those people. They took my picture. I can't, I just can't even. It just traumatized her. And of course, because she was getting older, we wanted more pictures of her because we were so sad she was getting old, but it would just disturb her so much that we had to stop taking pictures. So she was basically like one of the moms that comes up. We go to an event. Yeah. Moms will come up with their kids and go, hey, I want to get a picture with the kids. And we'll go, you get in it too. Moms are like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't want to be in the, we have to convince moms to get in the picture with us. That was Fergie, only there was no convincing her. She was just horrified. (laughs) Like, how could you get that evil thing out and point it at me? Traumatized her. Yeah, it was crazy. If you had a secret to tell someone, who would you confide in other than your dog? How you answer that may depend if you're a man or a woman. In a new poll, men are more likely to tell secrets to their other half or a parent, while Mm. women are more likely to confide in a friend or a sibling. The answers were super similar when they asked a different question. Who are you most likely to talk to first when you have a personal problem? Mm. When asked who knows you the best, Close to half of us answer our other half. Totally spouse for me. Would it be spouse for you? Or It'd be you spouse, to yeah. But for women, it was more, it was best friend or sibling. And then I I think we all have that friend. They'll talk to anyone who will listen. <laughs> it's like, they're, <laughs> is there no filter? You're telling everyone this? <laughs> is there a dream job for you coming up? If you waved a magic wand, I think this would probably be a dream job for most of us. So what pops into your mind when I ask, do you have a dream job? This may be yours now that you know it exists, because I know it's mine. There's a couple, they're billionaires, and they're looking for a full-time nanny for their dogs. (laughs) It pays $130,000 a year. And what? you don't have any living expenses. You get to live with the family in London. 
<laughs> yeah, the ad reads, seeking an exceptional and highly experienced dog nanny to provide top-tier care for their two beloved dogs. Someone at the top of their field who can ensure that overall, their overall well-being, happiness, and safety of their dogs. And not only do you live with the family in London, so you can just pocket all that money. I don't know if your food is included, but your housing is. Mm -hmm. But you have to go with them on international trips. Wow. Oh, Balva. Okay. Isn't that an awesome job? No, no. I want it. No. Buyer beware. Because think about this. If they're willing to spend how much? $130,000 a year Mm -hmm. for somebody to watch their dogs, those people are not high maintenance in any way, shape, or form. They're going to be a nightmare. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm up for it. No. What? I can put up with a lot. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hi, dog people. I'm uniquely qualified. Because I have to hang with Kevin every day. I didn't say that. That's I did your not dream say job. that. Those are your well, words, not mine. I'm going to withhold my compliment. I was going to say I already have my dream job. But fine. Go be a dog sitter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, how could I get in this much trouble and I didn't say anything? Because that was just mean. I never said a word about you. Your words are hurtful. <laughs> Do you have a pretty cool story surrounding someone in your life? It could be a friend. It could be a child. It could be a spouse. I think I found one of my favorite stories ever Mm. about how a dad became, how a guy became a dad for the first time. Can't wait to tell you this next. Do you have a really cool story of how you met someone in your life? A good friend, a teacher, maybe a spouse or even a child. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to go down in history as one of my favorite stories, Kev, uh, about someone becoming parents. Um, There's this guy. He's a firefighter in Ocala, Florida, and he was pulling the overnight shift Mm -hmm. at the fire station. And all of a sudden, an alarm goes off at two o'clock in the morning. And it was not the alarm for get on your gear, slide down the pole, it's time to fight a fire. Okay. It was an alarm that someone had put a newborn baby in their safe haven baby box. Mm. And he thought it's probably a false alarm. It's probably just malfunction. And he goes down there and there's this little healthy baby girl in a pink blanket. And he said the minute they locked eyes, he fell in love with her. And he, as a firefighter, had a responsibility to go take the baby to the hospital. Yeah, right. right. So well, he first of all, thank thank God the the mom or dad, whoever did it, thank God they did that. Yeah, right. Exactly. That there's that's the thirtieth, I think, this year or in the last couple of years that has been put in there because those scenarios um, could go wildly different. And thank God. Oh they did. yeah, so glad. There's 148 safe haven boxes in the U.S. and 31 babies have been safely surrendered hmm. since they started this program. So. Um, so anyway, he, um, he puts a note with the baby girl when he takes the baby to the hospital Mm -hmm. and he goes home and he tells his wife about it and they have been struggling for 10 years to have a baby. And she's like, and he goes, don't please stop. Don't get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. That note could get lost. I don't know what's going to happen. What are the chances that that would But in the note, he wrote about how they've been struggling for 10 years to have a baby and that they had been through all the the things that that you have to do to adopt. They've been completely approved by the state. And um, he says, the way I found her, this was God helping us out because that note did not get lost. And now that little baby girl 
is their daughter, little Aww. Zoe. She's a little redhead, oh, little great. ginger. And they just feel like this was God's plan for her life and for their lives. What a great story. Isn't that incredible? Wow. Honey, you're not going to believe what happened at work today. <laughs> <laughs> you're a mom. <laughs> I love that story about the firefighter and that someone dropped the baby off in the safe baby box. And mm-hmm. little Zoe. They wound up adopting. Can you imagine what the conversation was like? When he went home, if when he told her, if his wife was, was she bought in or was she like, whoa, 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 hang on. I don't know if you heard me say she, he had to tell her, please do not get your hopes up. She was like, this is it. This is God's plan. And he's like, listen, that note could get lost. You know, he just put it with the baby's blanket. They must've just been, had the mind frame. Like we are open to children, no matter what, no matter what way this child comes into our life, we're, we're open to it. But I think, and there's no comparison with this, but I think of like all the times I've, I've found the dog walking down the side of the road. I'll, I'll bring it home and be like, honey. <laughs> and she's like, absolutely not. We've already got a kennel in here. We don't need more. My sister-in-law is that way with cats. <laughs> yeah. One time she rescued a cat on a bridge, risked her life. And she was supposed to be headed to a lunch meeting at work. Wow. And they drove by and they were like, was that you on the bridge? Do you remember one time I was driving home from work? And and if you guys don't know, my wife and I, we have a couple of greyhounds. And I'm driving home from work in a pretty fancy neighborhood. And I see a couple of greyhounds out running around, which is very, very odd to see them get loose from somewhere. And when they do, it can be trouble. Um, and I got the, I managed to get them in my car. And I drove them out to the Greyhound rescue that we work with. And, and I told Trace, I was like, if they can't find the owners, can we keep them? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, we cannot. We are. We already have. We have two Greyhounds and a third that's like the same size as a Greyhound called a Galgo. She's like, we, we might as well just get stables at this point if we're going to have five Greyhounds. But they did find the owners and it was a big misunderstanding. Very responsible owners. It had a happy ending. So we love animals. We love dogs. My niece has three cats. So I'm learning a lot about cats lately. And um, there is a pet shelter in Lawrenceville, Georgia, that came up with a really creative way to get cats adopted. So they came up with their website. And instead of it being Carvana, it's Catvana. (laughs) And every cat has a name as if they're the model and make of a car. (laughs) So you can get yourself like a... uh, uh, 22 uh, Cadillac Simon, <laughs> um, a 2021 Meowdy named Stitch. I'm, um, I'm looking for a, a late model Ferrari. There you go. There is. A, it's named Arliss. <laughs> There's a mini pooper. <laughs> and I just think this is so creative and it's just fun to search their site. And then who knows? You go there and you get a good yeah. laugh and then you may come home with a, a kitty. There's a 99.99% chance I can take you down memory lane right now with two words. Okay. Summer job. We're going to talk about that next. Okay. So you can try to resist, but I know I can take you down memory lane with two words. Summer Job. I mean, it's a rite of passage, right? My, I couldn't wait to get a summer job because when I was at home, mom and dad would come up with a list of chores like weeding in the Jupiter, Florida summer heat. Oh, that's fun. And so I got a job at the Jupiter Courier Journal newspaper taking complaint calls, but I was in the air conditioning at least. And uh, my next favorite job was a frozen yogurt store. But they they talked to experts and came up with a list of the best summer jobs for teens. Okay. And they include uh, mowing lawns, 
being a dog walker, a tutor. That's really good if you're a smarty pants. Um, camp counselor came in at number one because you make new friends and you learn leadership skills, but you get to also do the fun stuff. Yeah, I had a daughter but, that did that. Yeah. And, uh, she loved it. Yeah, my sister did it. She loved it too. But the one that my niece has this summer that has been so sweet for her as um, uh, someone who's in between her freshman and sophomore year of college, mm-hmm. she's been doing babysitting. Hmm. And she's got three different jobs. She had two jobs lined up with two different parents. Yeah. And then she got a third one lined up a couple days a week. And these two moms were like, can you come to this location and do it here and pull their resources? And my niece is making $25 an hour what? at that one. Yeah. Man. Isn't that sweet? Just for plopping a couple of kids down in front of an iPad? <laughs> I think she's playing games with them and stuff. Come on. It's my niece we're talking about. But yeah, it's just, it'd be funny to hear, like, I know you've got one, Kev, you could tell us about it in a minute, but if a really quirky or unique summer job, mm-hmm. if you've got one like Kevin does, he'll tell you about in a minute. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Gary, it's Kevin and Taylor. Did you have a unique or quirky summer job? Yes, I did. When I uh, first started earning an allowance, I love making money so much because I like being able to buy what I wanted and needed mm-hmm. that I started skipping school. <gasps> Instead of getting on the bus, I would go to the farm that was right up the road, and I started working on a dairy farm up in <laughs> upstate New York. <laughs> did you ever get caught? Yeah, I got caught twice. We're talking about summertime jobs. It's a rite of passage, right? Having a a summertime job. A lady called in and she said she got paid to go to summer school. It sounds like it was some kind of mishap where they had a kid's program and she had to go to summer school. So she wound up getting paid to go to summer school. Yeah, that's a nice gig. I had a couple of uh, bizarre, really cool, cushy summertime gigs. But the the one that comes to mind for me is my my mom was dating a guy who... uh, he was he was pretty wealthy, and he had a yacht. Ooh. I'm kidding. He had a yacht, and he was selling it. And this was in Baltimore, and there was a boat show at Baltimore's Inner Harbor, and he wanted to put it up for sale at the boat show, but someone had to be on the yacht, like, the entire week. So No I, way. I lived on his boat. Stuff like this always happens <laughs> to you. Like, you find $20 when you get out of your car. Well, Mom, would you like to be paid to sit on my yacht for a week? Yeah, and it was stocked, you know, like food, anything I wanted to eat or drink. So I literally, all I had to do was sit on the deck, you know, like work on my tan and let people on and off of the boat. And I got paid like 50 bucks a day. Nice. Did you get to sleep on the boat too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to be there for a whole week straight. Whole week (laughs) straight. I was was a prisoner. (laughs) Did you ever try to act like it was yours? Well, no, it was obvious why. When a pretty girl walked by, like. Yeah, I'm just hanging out on my boat. Yeah, yeah. It's my boat. <laughs> I've owned it for about three you're years like, now. You're 16. How did you own that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm selling it because I'm what? upgrading. Let's not get hung up on the details. Let's just go with it's mine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was That's the, like the basis for a comedy, a 1980s comedy. Yeah, right? Where a guy named Kevin's hanging right. out on his mom's boyfriend's boat boat that he's selling and right. adventure ensues right. and, and and in like uh, what was that movie where they took the dad's porsche out like i took the boat Ferris out Bueller's <laughs> yeah. day off. no 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 that was oh. a ferrari um, oh risky business tom cruise they, oh, they, I took, never the, saw that they one. took the porsche out and sunk it in lake michigan <gasps> or something 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that was my cushiest and most interesting summer job. What about you? Do you ever have anything like that? (laughs) I've never met anyone who yacht sat (laughs) for a week like I did. Only Kevin Avery. (laughs) Charmed life. (laughs) So we're talking about summertime job. Summertime job, kind of a rite of passage, right? What what was your job, Taylor? Uh, Well, while you were out trying to sell your Mom's, Mom's boyfriend's, boyfriend's yacht, yacht sitting there sunning yourself. Right. Um, I was stuck inside um, and I work for this company that um, they took youth sports photos. So not just Little League, but like soccer or whatever. Okay. They would go out on the weekends and do the photography. Mm-hmm. And then come Monday, I would take those po- photos of those precious children and I would make them into magnets and buttons, coffee mugs, and coffee whatever. M- and I would stand there, and then at the end of the season, we would use the engraving machine and do screw the trophies together and put their little name on the trophy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was not a glamorous job. I was on my feet all day long, and I'm not going to say what it was, but they listened to a type of music that I wasn't a huge fan of. Okay. So I brought my own music one time, and I had my earbuds in, and they could I couldn't hear them calling me once. <laughs> so then they all of us got banned from our own music oh, from there on forward. It was all, it was all my fault. fault. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that was not glamorous yeah, at all. But I was job. inside. I wasn't out in the the Florida heat at least. Mm. <laughs> there was another job that I had. My dad worked at a, a retail place and they would have uh, a warehouse sale every year. And during the warehouse sale, I could go and work for two weeks straight like six days a week from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. And they paid you every day in cash. Nice. So yeah, for like an 11 year old. (laughs) (laughs) What did you have to do? Carry stuff? No, it was just like running customers from the front to the back and bought stuff. That was it. That was literally it. We were called runners. That was it. We would run people from the front of the store to the cashier credit department. That was it. In case you ever wondered if Kevin Avery has a charmed life or not, the answer is yes. Oh, just just look at my wife. You'll know that. <laughs> Tracy is Tracy's the answer to that question. Kids say the darndest things, don't they? And when you've got a whole classroom full of five-year-olds, you can imagine the comedic sentences that ensue. My sister mm-hmm. Sarah has been a kindergarten teacher for years, and I keep encouraging her to maybe even do like a little compilation book, a book of all the funny sayings and um they recently wrapped up their school year and she came up with a new list of some of the kindergarten ramblings all right let's hear um them. you picked me to help mrs van time because i looked lonely didn't you <laughs> uh, keep in mind this is at a a, a conservative christian school a little girl girl goes why in the world does it smell like beer in our classroom? <laughs> How does she know what beer smells like? Um, let's see. Okay. Mrs. Vantime, what is that big book on your table? And she says, oh, that's my teacher's manual. What? Wait, I thought teachers were supposed to know what they're doing. <laughs> um, and this is probably my favorite. We need to stop tittle-tattling. It's upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She should write a book. She totally should. Coming up, the strangers who stepped in to save a little girl's birthday. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. This is the sweetest story about the kindness of strangers. A mom in Texas planned a birthday party at a burger joint for her five-year-old daughter. 
Willa. And not one person showed up for it. Oh, no. All her friends' parents bailed at the last minute. But social media saved the day. Her mom posted a photo of Willa sitting alone at a big empty table. And guess what? People started showing up. A bunch of them even brought gifts and her mom was overjoyed. The last thing that I want is for my daughter to experience that type of like social rejection. It went from no one sitting at the birthday table with her to not a single empty table. Isn't that Mm. awesome? Wow. I just love that people rallied around that little girl and made her five-year-old birthday party fantastic. No kidding, yeah. So, you know, sometimes technology tries to get to know you, like your Mm -hmm. phone or your watch Mm -hmm. might make a suggestion. Yeah. Um, Well, that's happening to a friend of mine because her daughter's going through the terrible twos. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. Whether you are in the midst of the terrible twos or they are a distant memory and maybe you're getting ready, you're pining for the terrible twos of grandparenthood, um, (laughs) everyone knows what it's like. It can be a lot when that little child is trying to become independent. That's why they call them terrible. (laughs) And needs uh, shaping and molding. And um, this combines the terrible twos with the fact that technology likes to get to know us and predict what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, A friend of mine, her daughter has been put in time out so many times that S-I-R-I, I I don't want to say it because I don't want to set off people's devices, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. asked her the other day, would you like to set a timer? (laughs) Because she had been (laughs) setting timers on her phone for her daughter's, her terrible twos times out. And I guess she was having a day where she was behaving a little tiny bit better. Uh And her device was like, what? No timers today? Are you sure you don't want me to set one? <laughs> I thought that was the funniest story. If you could if you could ask SIRI, what's the appropriate amount of time for this offense? Yeah. Like, I wonder if she'd give I'll an opinion. I'll ask her in a minute off air, yeah. Would there be an opinion on how much time for... For the terrible twos. Lying. How much time for... Hitting, hitting your, your sister, brother, right, or brother, whatever, yeah. whatever the offense is. What's the appropriate amount of time, <laughs> according to SIRI? So funny about the terrible twos. Did you ask SIRI what the appropriate uh, timeout should be? I for- did, and I said, I said, SIRI, what is the appropriate timeout for a two-year-old who hit her brother? And she just pulled me up like three parenting articles. <laughs> right. <laughs> One was called Toddlers. The hitting stage. The nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when our our son, when he turned two, it was like a switch went off on his birthday. He just turned into like this little demon child. Uh And we had some friends who their son did not do that. And it seemed like every time Kyle was having some type of tantrum or something, they wouldn't be helpful. They would go like, oh, we're so glad that Zach hasn't done that yet. (laughs) That is not helpful. Thanks. We're so glad that's your burden to bear and right. not ours. We're so thankful. Our child is perfect. <laughs> Whatever. Annoying. Whatever.